you're trying. I know some of y'all have a lot on your plate. I understand that. So um, please know I do know that. Okay. So anyway, let's see. Can we go ahead and take our guest off hold and bring him on in? Because I know he got a lot to share. Um, area code 682. Come on, computer. Boy, I tell you, this thing is just too slow. Hold on one second. Amos, give me a second here. And again, we're interviewing Monroe Howard by way of interviewing his brother, Amos Howard. And as y'all know, Amos was on a couple of weeks ago. Go back and listen to his show. <laughs> he really has a lot to say. If you want to hear a lot of history about how things were uh, back in the 60s and 70s and so forth, Listen to Amos give you a serious account of that. But anyway, Amos, finally I got my computer running. Uh, go ahead, you on the air. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm fine. How's everybody doing? Oh, you're doing okay. Uh, well, that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're doing okay. Uh, let me tell oh. you, so, do my favor. Do my favor and turn your phone. Remember, speak to the back of the phone. It, it, it takes the, the, the static and the bass and the voice. So flip your phone okay. over. Okay, let me try to turn turn the volume up and see if it'll work. Most of the time it doesn't, but I'm gonna try. No, 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 no. no we hear you loud. You're actually louder than 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 than, I'm, than you should be. It's just I'm not clear. It, it's clear. It, it, well, just talk. Turn the volume down a little bit, and again, talk to the back of the phone. Talk. Flip it around where the mic is facing your hand and your mouth is fake is speak, you're speaking literally to the back of the phone. I'm telling you that, okay. that works well. I, I got to it works I got like, school it, on it, that. It works, it works like an expensive mic, I'm telling you. I hear you. But look, okay, is that uh, somewhat better as it is right now? Yeah, that is, that is. Just like I say, turn the volume down just a little bit. But anyway, welcome to the show again. As I said, mentioned earlier, Amos was on the show two weeks ago and spoke real well about his. That was his. He was in the spotlight, actually, letting us know about history. So I'm really looking forward to this show tonight about Monroe, which is your brother. And just so everybody know, well, how does Monroe? Because some young people might be listening and saying, and they may not know exactly who Monroe is. Monroe Howard and Naomi Booker is. How Linda Booker and the late Tina Booker was produced, and uh, Monroe is Amos's brother, and so Amos and my mother Irene Booker uh, rhymes, as some of y'all know her as, is how I came into the picture. So uh, Monroe would be my uncle, and uh, Amos, of course, you know, like I said, Amos and Irene is how I was produced. So. Uh, Linda is actually related to me twice. So we had, back in the day, the, my mother and Aunt Naomi dated two guys of the same family, two brothers. So kind of interesting. But Amos, go ahead and just kind of uh, just jump in. I'm going to let you just, just share as much as you want to. What do you think of when you think of Monroe? And uh, everybody, just so you all know, we were supposed to have Linda on. We did invite her to come on. And uh, she didn't wasn't able to make it, so uh, we have Amos, and I'm sure with that being his brother for as many years as he was, he is more than able to let us know exactly uh, things about the late Monroe Howard, how he relates to the uh, Caleb and Asley Booker's family. So please, Amos, jump in as much as you, whenever you want, and let us know 
whatever's on your mind. I'm gonna try not to ask as many questions. I I, I think sometimes I like to listen to where people want to take stories without me. But go ahead. Well, yeah. Well, thank you for that. Well, actually, uh, from time to time, you can ask questions because, you know, originally, uh, uh, Linda was had said that she would do this along with me. So I kind of had it geared as to where she would ask me questions, and, uh, you know, I was geared to answer her questions. And uh, uh, I guess the question that she would ask, if you can maybe think of and ask me, I'd be glad to answer in that uh, order. But uh, actually, as far as some history with the Monroe, because uh, we go back to uh, 53 here. Monroe came to Fort Worth in 1953, of course, and I was in the service at that time. So I got out of the Army two years later, and I came to Fort Worth. Okay, there, uh, of course, Monroe introduced me to the Booker family. That was about the first family that uh, I met, along with the Hills and the Douglases and the Mallards. Those were the families that I met initially. And due to the fact that we, you know, we went to Western Chapel together, Monroe went to Western Chapel, and uh, he's known for singing in the choir and the male chorus. And he became known much more than I, due to the fact that I was kind of laid back, you know, and didn't initially talk a whole lot. At least that's the way people perceive me. And Monroe, he, uh, you know, taught me the ropes. He taught me the do's and the don'ts and what to say and what not to say, especially related to the north side and then the entire city as far as that was ever concerned. Now, he was, uh, like I said, a very outgoing, talkative, fun-loving person. And uh, he was well-known and admired by many. But he was mostly known early on for his uh, participation in Western Chapel and singing. And even today, people ask me about him and tell him about how they miss him and everything. So early on, I was actually known as Monroe's brother. Now, although I was the oldest, and but I was a new kid on the block, so to speak. And from time to time, different one would kind of tease Monroe and, and about the, how loud and in, in Boston, he was, you know. And they asked him, how come, how come you're so loud? And your brother Amos, he's just quiet and nice and quiet, you know. Not that I really was. Now, I'm not trying to say that I was. But at least that's the way that I was perceived. So, you know, I started kind of working a little bit in my favor. So I kind of hung with it a little while. And it actually stuck with me, you know. And uh, I don't think Monroe took that too well because before long, I noticed he was going out from place to place, but he wasn't taking me with him as he was initially. And oh, I know really? it wasn't the fact that he didn't didn't love me or anything like that, but I just felt that he was more comfortable uh, going out himself and just being with his homies, you know, instead of me. Not that I was going to object, but I was just, you know, some things I didn't see the way he did. And, uh, of course, that kind of took his toll. You know, but anyway... By us going to the same church, that's us and the Bookers, Naomi, uh, Irene, and the younger sisters, uh, I became the, the, well, the natural thing that I would meet Irene because Monroe was Naomi's friend, and I was going to Worcester Chapel, and Monroe was an outgoing, fun-loving guy. I'm his brother, so they actually looked at me as being this, well, if Monroe's all of that, well, maybe I can't be too bad, you know, so I just kind of came in in the middle like that. But uh, like I said, I'm going to tell about Monroe. It's, it's not about me. It's about him tonight. No. Is there any history of anybody want to know? Somehow you can get the, the, the question to me. I'll have to answer this such. 
like I say, I was geared to be asked questions by uh, Linda, basically. And for some reason, uh, uh, she didn't show up. I don't know what happened, uh, you know. But one of the things about Monroe that uh, a lot of people didn't know, and I think these are the kind of things that he would want to answer. Just like last a uh, week before last of my time, this being his time. Now, I know just about what he would answer and just about what he wouldn't answer. So feel free to ask me anything that you would have asked Monroe. Well, you're doing, and, uh, you know, what you, so far you've done a very good job. I mean, I didn't know that history about uh, how uh, you being a, a quieter brother and him being more talkative. Well, yeah, uh, uh, basically I, I really, well, you know, that's two sides to everything, you know. Now, some people know me just the opposite of the way I initially, you know, got known. But I think, I think it go back to my early childhood when I, before I came to Fort Worth. I actually hear the old people say, you know, it's better to be seen, uh, better to be heard, uh, seen than heard, you know. So I guess that kind of stuck with me somewhat too, you know. But I really was, and there are people that think that I could be just like Monroe, you know. But that part, the people didn't know, so I just kind of played it cool and kind of slid in on his coattail in a sense, you know. Right, anyway, right. Now, both uh, of y'all was both born in Pittsburgh, right? Oh, yeah, we we both born in Pittsburgh, uh and uh, he specialized in uh, communication and translation and public speaking as well in school, and he did real well. And I was just after I was in uh, the academics. Uh, I was in interscholastic league, whereas different schools competed against one another, you know. And in 1949, I won first place in agriculture uh, quiz. That was uh, the area meeting. Now, we had the the local, the district, and the area meets where our various schools would come together and we'd compete against one another. So that's the one I won, the, the area. The next one was the state. So that means a lot of schools, at least a dozen schools participating. And I came out first place. And if, early on, if you had asked me what was my, one of my greatest feats in school, I would easily tell you, you know, being the best, the very best it was at that particular time in several many schools. So that's why I have that, you know, on my record. And uh, for a while, you know, it was good. And I kind of, you know, played on it and bragged about it. And it was everyone else did too. That was something about agriculture, agriculture quiz, soil conservation, and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I, like I said, I had to be good in the course to. Let me let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. Now, Monroe had two kids by uh, 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 Aunt Naomi, or some people know as Naomi Booker. He had two children by her, uh, Tina Uh and Linda. Do you uh, recall a lot of dealings with? uh, uh, I mean, I mean, I know this is a dumb question, kind of, but for somebody that don't know, uh, did know Tina. Uh, and don't know much about Linda. It's not a bad question at all. But there, those of us that know him, it's probably sound like a dumb question. But do you recall spending a lot of time with them, or, and any 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 experiences that kind of stick out with Tina or Linda? See, because Tina have children today, and I'm sure they have heard all the stories about their mom. I think it's uh, uh, Blake and uh, Ashley and uh, 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 Miss Katina. Uh, or Tina's children, and uh, I'm sure 
they would appreciate anything, remember it, they don't already know it. But uh, I know if it was me, I wouldn't want to hear anything about my mom, you know, if she wasn't around. And I hope, it, hopefully this show don't. One thing you got to be careful when you're talking about people that have passed is you don't want to right. uh, make it turn into something sad and gloomy. The show tonight, folks, is designed to talk about Monroe Howard, so much so that we all have a clear, crystal clear knowledge of his contribution. Now, Monroe wasn't perfect, no more than probably anybody that's on the show was. But this show is designed to focus on what he did that was good, encouraging, that we can glean strength from all of these people that we interview. Yeah, we can always talk about something somebody didn't do, procrastinations or faults they had. We can always go there. But I think people this day, Amos, need more encouragement, inspiration than ever before in the history of mankind. And that is the only reason why I thought to have this show. And I don't know what the most high, I believe he inspired me to do it. And no telling what this show is going to end up doing in the future. Uh, So I'm just saying that's my immediate mentality of having it, as far as what I know, is one thing, but the most high may have a whole other reason for it. But I saw a need for us to, because to, to, the family is so huge. I counted 100 people just on uh, Caleb and Azalee's Booker's Tree. Now, if you, wow. start, if you start talking about the Douglases, start talking about your side of the family, it is a whole lot more. So, again, we have become strangers and I think we're, we we need to change that and this show people would just get involved more. I know a lot of people listen. We had over a thousand people to to actually listen to these shows, but I'm talking about participation, like calling in more. We normally have a lot of call-ins too, but I guess what I'm saying is I need to see this phone line light up. I want to see it max out because I know for a fact uh, we have a, a very large family. While we may have a lot of people listening, and y'all should probably say, well, you should be satisfied. I know mm-hmm. what the family's capable of. we got a lot of talent. we got a lot of singers. we got a lot of uh, rappers. we got a lot of uh, musicians. we got a lot of smart people that can talk about these economics and break it out even further that I kind of tried to do earlier. And I just want that. That's what I'm looking for. And so anyway, Amos, they mean to kind of go off there, but I just want people to know exactly what we're doing. All right? So... Anyway, Amos, let me ask you this. About Tina, let's go back to the uh, Tina, uh, uh, the late Tina Booker, who was deceased. This is uh, we're talking about Monroe, who has who was deceased also, but and his daughter has deceased Tina, and you was around when Tina was around and Monroe was around. So share a little bit about these two people that's no longer with us that uh, some may find interesting. Well. Uh... About Tina, of course, she's been gone quite a while now, but like I, I mentioned before, for some reason, uh, early on, me and Tina would always talk, you know. And, you know, like I said, she was teasing about Irene and different things like that, you know. So she just, for some reason, like I say, uh, of course, I, I love every, all of them, you know, equally. But, and I think Naomi seemed to think that I, I like Tina better than I did, <laughs> you know, the rest of them, but. It really wasn't that. It's just that that's just the way it is. Some people you can you just have a, a better rapport with than others. But like Lynn and I talked earlier, and uh, she had agreed to come on the show. But like I say, I'm sure she had a reason as to why she didn't. But uh, I, I kind of look at Naomi as being somewhat like I was. 
you know, like Irene, Bernamy, uh, and all the rest of them, they are, they was kind of what I would call outgoing more. And Naomi, I, I, I can consider her kind of like I was. She's kind of laid back. Now, she speak her mind on everything and then some, you know. So I don't know. I, I just hope she, she didn't, uh, uh, I hope her brother Tina, I mean, Linda didn't <laughs> talk to her before she well, uh, came well, on because otherwise she might have just well, like, well you know, let me just say this. Let, let me just say this. I think I think what it is is um, Linda normally keeps her word when she says something. She do it, I, and I just feel like somebody came up that sometimes they can't tell you everything, all the details. I mean, it's just the way it is. But we'll have a show. Linda is actually going to be one of the persons I'm going to ask. I mean, really, I'm going to ask her to come on and do her own. Um, Show just yeah, like you was on, be a good thing. just like two weeks ago, uh, when you was on, she's gonna come on. I'm gonna have her do her own like, the whole show, and I'm gonna try to do the same for everybody over fifty. Then we'll go over forty, and then we'll go over thirty, and then we'll go just keep going like that. And that way, we'll eventually aim to get every single person on the show. That's my goal. Now, if we do that, guess what happens, Amos? If we're able to do that, that means one thing. That means that everybody will have an hour of talking about what they are really about. So there's no reason. If somebody really say, I'd like to know, uh, uh, I'd like to know Seth more. Well, my mouth, they can hear me every single week. But let's say they want to know um, Dwight more, you know, it. <coughs> Excuse me, I don't know what it is I'm just coughing a lot mm. But uh, if they wanted to know more about Dwight What they would do Is just simply click on the show Let's say they missed Dwight Let's say something happened to Dwight And I'm not picking on Dwight, I can be anybody Let's say you, something happened to uh, you And they can always got you uh, On twice actually You're on talking about yourself And you're on talking about Monroe this way, everybody hear from your mouth. No, Amos not from. He's from Pittsburgh, Texas. He said I heard him say on the show. No, Amos. This is what Amos really was trying to do back in the sixties because he said he's heavily involved in politics. And no, Amos' daddy was like this. No, I heard him. See, they're heavy from your mouth. Blog talk has this this thing where they'll leave this archive like this forever. So a year from now, two years from now, if somebody wants to listen to you, listen to your show you did two weeks ago. They can hear it. So having said that. Hopefully that gives us a little clarity as to why we do this show. Now, Monroe, oh, yeah, I, I think wanna, it's a good I wanna, thing. I, I want I want you to mention something about Monroe and uh, 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 that you remember. Uh, do you remember any experiences with Monroe and Asley uh, or Monroe and and, and Caleb uh, Senior? Well, uh, one thing I remember vividly that uh, it was Caleb. Uh, I know he and Monroe was close. Uh, one thing, I think Monroe drove Monroe drove his car, and anybody drive his car, from what I understand, you got to be pretty much in good standing with him. And based on how I was received, uh, Monroe had to make him pack on this. And I don't know a whole lot about uh, Miss Booker. She was just, you know, this ordinary. I think she, to my own thinking, she probably liked me, you know. Uh, but I can't say. Well, Mr. And Mr. Caleb, he, uh, well, you know, like I said, he never said nothing bad to me. He just was, like I said, he was a disciplinarian, and he just let you know where he stood and blah, blah, blah. But 
but Monroe could more or less like have his weight. And Monroe would, would could do things that I couldn't do as far as he's concerned. Monroe kept his car, and Monroe was a mechanical. He used to work on cars, and see, I wasn't very good at working on cars. So Monroe, and Monroe actually started driving before I did, although I'm older than he is, you know. He just said some, something about him and cars, and as you know, everybody know Monroe know he liked to drive big cars, and he was always, always did have one, one way or another. And he would brag, you know, he would race along like, you know, like uh, the Douglas did, you know, E.C. and and Joe Boy, Eddie Arthur. Junior, and that's one you know, of the things of I remember. That's one of the things I remember is his, his, I don't know if I could say love, but I know he was always in a brand new car. That is one thing I remember. And I remember him being jolly. I remember him being uh, always upbeat. I don't think I ever seen him down and out and sad. I do remember that. That's that's what I remember. You say, what do you remember, Seth, about Monroe? That's what I remember. And that's one reason I'm looking forward, I was looking forward to doing this show because I really am, you know, curious, and I don't know that I'll always be curious about family members. And it's just something. Uh, and I, I've heard lots of people say, like I played this clip earlier from Tasha. A lot of people really uh-huh. do value what we're trying to accomplish here, Amos. A lot of people. So oh, yeah. it ain't mm-hmm. us. A lot of people see the value this. But you were saying that uh, he kind of just had his way, not had his way, but he had favor with uh, Caleb Booker. You felt right. And, Okay, that, that and he was in the choir. That's another thing I didn't know. I didn't know he sung. I should have. Oh known. yeah, well, that's, that's that's most of what he's known by. Now I sang in the male chorus, of course, too. But uh, uh, I didn't not not as much as he did. Not to, to the extent that he did. Also, my sister, we all did. And uh, well, Naomi, uh, Irene, you know, we all was there. And what's the chapel is the catalyst to, I think, uh, you know, I was getting together because. We were, you know, church orientated, and so was the booker. Now we were going to the same church, the same kind of church and everything. So he just stuck with us, you know. Of course, after we went to another church, later on, and as the years passed, you know, we went to another church. And that took on another whole perspective. But uh, uh, Marner wasn't involved in that too much, so we almost keep him Marner orientated and not Amos orientated, you know. But uh, speaking of him, now, everyone knows he, you know, I, I very little, he would just like to have fun. He liked to, you know, drink a little booze every once in a while. Of course, I guess we all did to some extent. But I didn't even, I didn't even do it enough for people to know that I did it at all because it wasn't no big thing to me, you know. But to him, that was kind of like his trademark early on. But, you know, we all changed a little bit later on, you know. And uh, I what didn't do a whole lot of what, what are you saying with this trademark? Well, having fun and partying, and, and, and he liked to drink a lot, you know. And everybody know him. That's no secret. Everybody know him. Knew he liked to drink, you know, and have fun. Not that he mistreated nobody, but that's just kind of like his lifestyle. Yeah. And already the people you know, know at least they thought I was quiet and I did like that. I said, hey, it's still pretty good. So I just, you know, so I, I just rolled that little thing here for a while. Yeah. Let, let me uh, let me ask, let me ask you this, uh, military. Military and Monroe. I heard. You know, oh yeah, he, I was just saying, I just gonna get to that one. Yeah, he was yeah, he, um, uh, yeah, Monroe. He went in the army uh, after about five or six years here. He went to he went to Vietnam back in the day, and uh, as you all um, well, I can't say as you all know because you probably don't know. Monroe got uh, was in a line. He got ambushed with a landmine. He got blown up. And that's how he lost his eye. 
and he used to tell a story about what he went through and what he was thinking during the time. He was hoping that they find, I mean, he was in such bad shape. He said he hoped his people find him, you know, intact because he lost his eye completely. And when he, when he, when he come to himself, he, he had his hand, he had his eye in his hand. Well, what is you That's kind of, well, you probably need to know that. But anyway, he had a hard time. Uh, he did get a bomb. Well, it was a landmine, which is the same as a small bomb in Vietnam back in the day. And, uh, he was sent to Fort Sam Houston to, recuper- to recuperate down in San Antonio. So, of course, we all was upset about that and went down there and saw him. And, but due to the fact that he was, his background, he had a prayerful background, and he was, had been to church. And not only going to church, but you have to, the church had to do something for him. And apparently, he did something for him because he told me about how many times he, he, he trusted God. You know, it's amazing by, you know, everybody can, become a Christian when they're in trouble. But then you got to, when it's going good, with us, you know, we got to learn to, to do that as well. And he kind of had enough practice, so to speak, behind him that uh, it wasn't no big thing for him because he prayed, and uh, just like, you know, we did and like Irene did and like we used to do at the, or the prayer, the prayer of faith, you know. And over there, like I said, they, did take, they took it to another level. And that's my remembrance of Prayer of Faith Temple is the kind of service they had. Of course, Wesley Chapel was good, but I was younger and kind of like inexperienced. But when we went there, everything yep. just seemed to, to go let, to another let, level. And let me ask you, about let me ask you hold on, hold on, hold on a second, Amos, because Prayer of Faith, he didn't go to Prayer of Faith, right? Mono didn't go to Prayer of Faith, right? No, Mono didn't. Oh, okay. just, I was just making an example as yeah. I went. Yeah. Mono didn't, oh. I went. And, and I guess let the only reason I this. went, truthfully, because... Uh, you know, that's where Irene was going, and uh, right. know, she told let me, me about it, and I let went over that business early on. Amos, but, let me ask you this uh-huh. to kind of keep the spot. Let me ask you this to kind of keep the spotlight yeah. on Monroe, because I want to get yeah. as much about him as I can. Uh, what did he think of uh, of uh, uh, you and you kind of um, – what did he think of your you venturing out to different faiths? Monroe? Yeah. You know, they got the whole eight. Well, as long as, it, as long as it worked for me, he didn't have, he never object me doing anything or going anywhere. As long as, as long as it worked for me, it was all right with him, you know. So that's one thing. I never had no objection, not only Monroe, but anybody else, you know, because that was my choice and I was of age and everything. So he has, you know, gave me credit for knowing what I was You know, a lot of times it's a big deal when brothers. Uh, oh, no, no. It, but this is one thing I could truthfully say. And I'm not making up nothing. I don't have to, and I wouldn't if I could. No, he never did object, you know, especially me being around you all because because he thought so much of you, for one thing. It's kind of unusual uh, situation we had there. You know, you is always some turmoil, but the only problem we ever had, it had to be between me and, I, and Irene directly, or Manuel and Naomi directly. Beyond that, was no ill feeling one way or the other on either part. You know, I can truthfully say that. Let me let me let me ask you this, uh, kind of reflecting back on uh, the whole. Uh, um, trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. Uh, how can I say this? Um, when you first came into the picture, and uh, you know, I know you was dating Mama, and uh, Monroe was dating uh, Naomi. Uh huh. 
did, did your how talk about your your family and the Doug I mean the uh, book of family for a second. My your mother, family and the book your, of mo- family? your mother, your mother, your your parents, and how they took. Talk about that relationship between the family of your mother and maybe Aunt Naomi and, and Mama. Just kind of hit on that a little bit. Well, actually, like I said, that, that, was, that wasn't a whole lot of interaction because, for one thing, like I say, uh, you, I the reason all why I the church. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The reason why. Hello. The reason why the reason why I brought that up is you was talking earlier when we was talking on the phone earlier you had mentioned a lot of uh key things that Aunt Naomi and Naomi did with your mom and oh, I yeah, want okay, you to well, yeah, kinda of hit on that a little bit. Right. No, but what how that came about, Naomi would come she would always come visit mother when when Tina and Lena was younger and Naomi would, would, would Take it upon herself to come visit us. A lot of times she'd walk over there, you know, walk the Angle Street from over there on Ross. And I thought that was unusual. She'd bring the children with her, and uh, she would always make sure that uh, Mother knew exactly who they were and they knew exactly who Mother was. So it kind of like growed on a little bit, you know, and uh, that was unusual for her to do that. That's why I say it's always two sides to everything. Although she, uh, Naomi didn't approve a lot of things, she'd speak a piece about anything. But then yet and still, she was the one that went out of her way to come over there and make sure that uh, Linda and Tina in particular had a good relationship with Mother and to know exactly who she was. And that lasted uh, throughout. You know, she'd be leaving over there to stay with her momentarily. So it wasn't a church thing with Mother, and, and I, as far as Mother and Naomi's concerned. It the fact that Naomi came over to her, she was visited over there. She was called over there. And mother was buying us some. We was talking about the other day. Her mother was buying little things, you know. And uh, it's just the fact that she went out of her way to make sure about that. And as opposed to the others. Now, everybody knew everybody in June, but specifically with Naomi. That's why today uh, we got a good relationship with, you know, with, with Linda and, and Naomi and all because that is something she did. Although a lot of things, and I don't ever try to... I always try to look at the bright side of everything. We can always, two, we two people can be looking at one incident, and yet instead they give different reports. And, and the whole uh, world is full of beauty if, if your eyes are full of love, and that's just the way that I saw things. You know, I didn't, if it wasn't broke, I didn't try to fix it. So, and not also, a lot of things. I want to, 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 I kind of also want to mention to everybody listening uh, and that will be listening in the future that there is uh, 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 Roland, uh, there is another member in this in this uh, equation, and that is Roland. Can't forget about right. Mr. Roland Booker. Now, Roland is um, Amy Omi's youngest uh, child, and um, he, he'd be, uh, <laughs> he probably wouldn't care, but, I don't want to miss him because Roland was uh, he played a, a serious part in in, in the whole family structure uh, uh, with Tina and Linda, and so uh, uh, just want to let everybody oh, yeah. know that the Roland came on a lot later. I don't know how what's the age difference, but I remember him coming on a little later, and so right. uh, and uh, but definitely 
there is three. Oh, absolutely, Tina, absolutely. Tina, Tina, Linda, and Roland. So all of this history with uh, Monroe, there was a lot of interaction with Roland. Roland had done a lot for the family. He was many times he was the man, one of the men in the house, and and um, he helped raise uh, um, everybody. You know, I'm, I'm sure contributed mm-hmm. to uh, 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 Ashley's success and and uh, Katina's success and and uh, Blake's success and uh, Ash, uh, uh, Alicia's success and Linda's daughters. They all, this is a one big family, so I don't want to miss nobody. That's not what we're trying to accomplish here because Alicia, that Monroe was her granddaddy, and uh, I remember at the funeral, those girls was really, you know, uh, offended, not offended, but hurt or sad like everybody else was. And you uh, know, I know that they had a close relationship with their granddad. So I just wanted to mention some other names. There were definitely, definitely other names. All of these people loved Monroe, and uh, hopefully, I hopefully I didn't miss anybody. Hopefully I didn't miss anybody. Y'all know I've been away for 19 years. I've just been back now three and a half years, but I'm kind of you know every once in a while I'll miss a name. But I think I got pretty much everybody. You know, so just so we know, uh, Amy Omi does have three children, and they have children, and uh, all these people was definitely involved with Monroe. Now, uh, Amos, real quick, uh, what do you think Monroe's favorite song was? I always ask everybody that. What was Monroe's favorite song? Wow. Uh, did you ever even notice? Well, not, no. Not really. Well, it's, I know. It's not if I, if I would have, if I'd have time to think about it, I'd probably tell you one. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, to, if, some, if it does come to it, probably will sometime in this interview before I get through. And if so, uh, yeah. I, I'll well, let me, know, let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Because what I like okay. to do, but I always I tell you like what, to. Let me, let me do this. There's something I was going to say. And you, can't, well, you know, you're talking about rolling. Okay. Uh, one thing, let me tell you about what about Monroe and this. I didn't even know it was way on. I, you know, by me being there, uh, by the time Roland came along, I didn't know, you know. So I, I never know the difference. I didn't never know, you know, what was what. Now I saw Roland back when it was real hundred degree weather. He saw me downtown, and he said, hey, "Uncle, where are you going in this, in this heat?" He was, he was worried about me in the heat, you know. And so he always had whatever I saw him at. And I saw him one day. I think he was driving a truck on the south side, and uh, uh. On Hip Hill, that's what it was. And it was the same thing. See, no difference was made. I, I can't I can't tell you of a time that any time he's been in the equation that any difference whatsoever was made, you know. And it's certain if he see me now, he called me Ankh, and, and just like you would think, he's blood kin to me, you know. So that was no yeah. difference on that part, and I was going to mention that. And the last yeah, time I saw Roland, he got, like, as always, he was worried about me being a hot sun. Uh, I was I was downtown uh, on Throckmorton at the water company. And he said, you, you sure you all right? You know. Now he asked what they said, you sure? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I was walking. It was about 100 degrees, you know, during the hot weather. So that was the last time. But that was other times that uh, that we came in contact with one another. But it's always the same, you know. Yeah. That's the unique thing about this. And I'm, I'm glad that I can say this, you know. I really wouldn't manufacture uh, something that's totally wrong. Right. See, I won't, right. you know, dot all the I's and cross all the T's, but for the most part, 
you know, I'm going to tell it like it is because uh, ain't no need to do nothing. I, I thank God that I can, you know, and everybody should be, you know, uh, at ease with what, with what go on because the past is the past. Let, 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 let me thank God that it can. It was, it was that it was, and I can. But I do focus on the good. I don't focus. Right. Let me let me let me ask you this, Amos, because uh, time is we kind of losing track. Of, I'm not you're not losing track of time, but I'm losing no track of time. I have to tell it like it is. Amos, can you hear that's, me? That's what I, that's what the input I have about Roland. You know, he's he number one with me was then and now. You know, so, Amos, can you hear me? Okay. Big pardon? Can you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't know. I'm trying to jump in, and I, can, I don't think you can hear me. So I'm going to ask that you turn your volume down just a little bit because I'll be, you know, trying to jump in here. And I'm only doing this because we've got to crush for time here. And I oh, want to be down, you say? Just turn it down because you know, you're not hearing me when I go to interject or kind of switch gears. I want us to stay on certain things a certain amount of time where we can get more in, more and more in about Monroe. Okay? Oh, okay, all right, yeah. Well, yeah I, can hear you. I, I can hear you now real good. So, yeah, you okay. can continue to ask your question. I, I answer you know, the best that I can. Okay, so let me do it like this. Let's do it like this. In about uh, two minutes, let's share with me uh, Monroe's uh, relationship with the uh, uh, how can I say this? I remember your mom, because uh, I stayed with you for a little while, and I remember your mom being very nice. I'm not just saying that to be all, you know, how we got the one rule on this show, be positive. But she really was a nice lady. I mean, always to me. I mean, that's one thing I can say. I'd give her an A. I mean, I never, I mean, everybody I can say, I've seen people when they screaming or yelling, I can say this about everybody I know, but I don't really have anything bad to say about your mom. That that is honest to God truth. So, uh, how was their relationship? I mean, Monroe and your mom. Somebody may want to know that. Monroe and mother. Uh-huh. It was a good relationship. The only thing was well, one thing, one 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 drawback that, thing, one thing that mother didn't like really about Monroe. And that's the fact that the alcohol, he, he would drink sometime and, you know, not that he would ever disrespect it, but just she had a thing against drinking, you know, and uh, that was one of her pet peeves, you know. And uh, that, every time he'd come on drunk, you know, she wouldn't like that and she would, you know, let him know it. But other than that, everything was, uh, you know, was good. You know, it was in order as far as I know, as far as I'm concerned. Right, and right. Let me ask you. But not only Monroe, but anytime anybody would come over there, they would automatically. Now you can't be drinking. You know how much y'all do, and, and they would put their bottle of that. That's what all the all the friends I've had. You know, my, Nova, my sister as well. They know when they get there, if they've been drinking, you know, they they always straighten up because that's one of the things that she didn't like. You know, for whatever reason, she just had a thing against drinking. And but she didn't have that problem with me, but then Monroe kinda of come home, you know, a little lit up sometime and and that was one of the few things she didn't like. But other than let, that let, let me let me know. ask you this. Uh what you what so y'all went to school in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, we did. You didn't you didn't go to school in, in, in Fort Worth uh, at all. No, I didn't. No more than uh, uh when I started working at Young Dynamics, uh I went to Sheet Mill School. In assembly school, you know, I, I went there here. That's all. 
Let me do this, Amos. Uh, let me do this. I want you to just for a second. I always like to give people a breather. Um, and anybody on the phone lines, if you have a question tonight, I'm not going to push this because we don't have much time. If you have a question or comment, press 1 on the phone. Those of you in the chat room, if you have a question or comment, y'all know what to do. Type your question. Uh, if you're registered with Blog Talk Radio, you can ask a question. If not, you, you know, we can't do that. So anyway, uh, Amos, let me just take a, a, a brief little break, and we'll come back and finish out this show, okay? Um, okay. I'm going to actually play this song that I played earlier. This song to me is uh, is pretty deep. I, I like the song, and this will give you time to think, and then we'll close out once this sh- once this uh, song is over. This is by Luther Barnes called "It's Your Time." Check this out, and we'll be right back after this song with the, the rest of this uh, interview, Amos. In the meantime, like I said, just think of things you might have forgotten or want to say. All right, so folks, we'll be right back. Check this out. <laughs> For your faithfulness 
dedicated to all of you who have been working in the vineyard for the Lord for what seems like a lifetime. You have dreamed and you've worked towards things that you wanted to accomplish for yourself. But somehow your biggest goals always seem to be just out of your reach. But the Lord told me to tell you that he knows who you are. Yes, he's seen your work, and he's also seen your tears. And he wants you to know today that you're not forgotten. He's here to reward you for all your faithfulness. For he said in his word that if you would delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. In other words, not only will he give you what you need, but he promised to give you whatever you want. So don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Hang in there and prepare yourself for your blessing. It's your time now. Enjoy hearing that song. And those of you that's been faithful, hey, that's your song. All right, Amos, welcome back to the show, um, everybody. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Of, what do you think of that song, Amos? Oh, that's a, that's a real good song. It's a, Have you heard that before? Yeah, yeah, I heard it a time or two before. And one song, uh, why he was going? I did think of one song he used to sing. And I think Miss Fraser started singing after he heard as she heard him sing, well, if I can help somebody, you know, as I go along the way, then my living won't be in vain. That was one of the songs. He had several. I just can't think of all of them now. But if I may, I would like to mention one thing, uh, like a part of his testimony, a thing that he always said. You know, due to the fact that he was, you know, well versed in the Bible and he always liked to talk about deep things and, and I talk about things with him that I couldn't talk about with nobody else. So one of the things he always said, and it became his trademark, and anybody around you, uh, anybody that's been around him long enough probably heard him say this. He always said that the weight, the weight of a lie is on the teller. Now, anybody he ever been around any length of time probably heard him say that, especially Wait, in a lot of years. Say that again, say it again. The weight of a lie is on the teller. You know, like oh, some have a weight, a burden, a consequence, you know, the weight of a lie. I mean, the heaviness of it. 
although, uh, you know, we all been hurt by fallacies in one way or another, but what he stresses the point that although you've been hurt by a lie, the person is telling us a lie, you understand, but why not being hurt much more? Because the weight, you know, the weight of it is on him, the one that's telling it. And he always, like I say, he's dealing in deep things. You have to think a lot of time. you have to think twice about some of the things he say. And like discover and uncover. And we, we go in the Bible, and he likes to talk about the new heaven and the new earth and everything. You know, he just likes to get deep in the Bible. And uh, that's a lot of things that people didn't know about him, and that's what I was going to mention a little later on. And that's some things I could discuss with him that I wouldn't, you know, even try to discuss with anyone else because he understood, you know, the Bible in depth. You know, we all we all have a basic understanding of it, but it's not real deep, you know, in the Bible. And he can explain all that, that I was talking about, uh, about the new heaven and the new earth and all this, you know, but that's uh, a different thing right now. But that's some of the things that, well, that's one of the things in particular that was his motto. That's part of him. He said, the weight of a lie. Like if someone tell a lie on you, it hurt momentarily. But the bulk of this uh, devastation is going to come back to the one that told it rather than the one that told it on. And that's just one of the things that he advocated quite a bit. And I'm pretty sure uh, none of them probably heard him say it many times, you know, especially if they was doing that, <laughs> you know. But that was one of the things I just want to you know, get that over there. That's something. That's one of the things that he really loved. Something he lived by, you know, later on. That the weight of a lie is on the teller. And we will know. If we think about it, we'll, we'll know that to be the truth itself. But we all have something we have to live by. We all should have a motto, you know. In mine, of course, you didn't ask me, but uh, if uh, if I can help somebody, if I can touch the lives of many people in a positive way, while I'm here, you know, and that's my thing. If I can touch lives in, in, a, in a positive manner, that would be, you know, my motto. I would look upon that the same light in which Mondo would look upon that, that the weight of a lot. I don't know, maybe at some point in life he might have been devastated by somebody telling a lie only to see the detriment of the person who told it come to pass. Uh, maybe that's what spurred him to like that. I don't know. But, you know, if someone asked me, you know, what do, what do I do? What's my mission here on earth? And what would you like to see accomplished? And I would just merely say that I would like to, I, I want to be able to touch uh, many lives in a positive way while I'm here and to help somebody's life be better, you know. I know it's a simple thing, but if everybody did this, if everybody did this, I think we'd have a better world. You know. So let me ask you this: What do you think he he would say as far as his mission in life? Well, what would he like to be remembered by? I mean, you know him; you was his brother. His he's got grandchildren. That's probably is going to hear this broadcast. Some of them. And uh, what do you think now that he's gone, having known him, having probably talked about death, you know, billion times with him? How do you think he want to be remembered? Man, that's a heavy question. <clears throat> I mean, I'm thinking wow. about Mars right now. That's my brother. My brother's name is Mars, okay? Now, we talk huh. as younger when we talk a lot more when we was younger. I don't, we don't talk that much now, but I still think I have an idea of what he would say to that question. So I'm saying y'all being a lot older, what do you think your brother would like to be remembered by? I mean, you know? 
Well, Seth, after that, I'd be, I'd be pretty hard for me to answer right now without even having time to think. Uh, you know, by the time you get it over, we realize a lot of things that, uh, you know, you wish wish people well and, you know, peace of the world. We, we all wish that in general. But there's always something to stick at, but right now I can't uh, put a thing on what it was that, that he would advocate more than anything else. You know, of course, I, I just mentioned somewhat of mine, but uh, right now, I don't you know, if I, any time in the future, if I could think about it, I'll definitely, you know, pass that on. Yeah. Well, listen, Amos, I'm going to be honest. It's been very uh, enlightening. I don't know, these shows, because I'm a host and I'm asking the questions, but I try my best to think of what other people would want to hear. And uh, like right. I said, we've got a lot of grandkids, and they're on Facebook, and when I send them this clip, they may click on it and go well, straight to the archives mm-hmm. and listen. And I just want them to have some answers when they go there. It's just, like I say, I, I know I keep saying this, but this show has many uh, purposes. It's for many things. Uh, not that somebody's going to die. That's not it. It's just I don't. I'm real funny, you know. Either if I figure the family don't want to be bothered, I'm something. I'm, I'm the type of person I'll drop this so cold, and I won't be interested in doing anything similar to it because I, hey. I am. I, I believe in trying, 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 helping, helping, helping until I get other messages. Now, so far, it's been going really good. I wish there was more participation, but what I really want to do is create this massive. Email list of text phone numbers Of phone numbers Cell phone numbers And I want to send one message And it goes to everybody's cell phone Reminding them that the show starts in 30 minutes That's what I really want to do Then everybody has got a fresh reminder And they don't have an excuse Because a lot of people really do want to hear it They just just forget because they are so busy I know I am But I just made up my mind, this is my contribution to the family, you know. Yes, I'm busy, too. I can can easily name five things I should be doing other than this show, but I just figure this is my way of giving back. You know, I'm not going to be driving all around the world saying hi to family. I'm just, that's just not me. I don't have time, and I love them, but we got to just live our own lives and just see each other once a year at the uh, social event in, in the summer or the banquet and I just can't see everybody. I don't plan on seeing everybody. But I do think if we have a show like this, this is our way of stopping in periodically whenever we want to and just saying, hey, you ain't got to do it every week. I don't expect nobody to listen to the show every week. But it's just something that's there if you need it. If you want to know about Monroe Howard, there it is. Click on it. And there is Amos talking about everything he could think of about his brother. And you get a fresh understanding of his contribution. I, I forgot that about his eye. I actually forgot that he was wounded. I just that all brought it back, and you have made it very clear. So I think you've done a very good job. Uh, well, you know, actually, not cutting you off, but uh, I was kind of geared to ask questions. I, I was thinking Linda was going to ask me stuff, and I was just asking things jotted down that she might ask, and what I was going to tell her any event that she asked. But anyway, we we can do that any time. We don't have to just do it on the air because we talked already. It ain't like we haven't got together before, and that's the good thing about us, you know. We talk all the time anyway. It's a good thing for other related people to find out, you know. But uh, as far as me and London, uh, doing Tina during her lifetime, we did a little bit more than the rest of them. But 
uh, we do it now. We talk. I talked to them. She was at my party two weeks ago. Uh, you know, so that tells me that she's still still plugged in. You know, so yeah. it ain't like she can't never yeah. get it no more because I'm way out there. You know, I've been living right here 34 years in this one spot. I haven't been nowhere. You know, so I haven't run off. Ain't nobody had to go nowhere looking for me. You know, I moved here in 1978. That's what right 34 years. And before that, I stayed in Fort Worth, you know. I haven't moved nowhere for even a little while. I haven't been out of Fort Worth four days in a row since I came here in 1955. So if anybody hadn't found me, well, they weren't looking for me, you know, because I've been here. Right, right, right. I guess you, you know what I'm yeah. Uh, but, well, well, listen, like I said, tonight we just was, you know, uh, we just wanted to just pay homage to the late Monroe Howard, and I, I think that you shared several things that was important. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on a second. He has been, you know, the uh, spotlight in the spotlight tonight, and I just wanted to just do one more thing before I go. And um, again, thank you for sharing all of the knowledge you know about Monroe. Okay, I really appreciate that. And don't forget, y'all, two weeks ago, Amos shared about himself. Anybody can go and click on that that audio, and you can get all of the information on Amos himself. Uh, just a bunch of stuff. He talked for literally an hour and a half. So um, I think that's the most anybody has shared, which is a good thing. So you got a chance to really share a lot of facts. And so I'm telling y'all, that's a good show to listen to. You get your money's worth, so to speak, because Amos spoke a little bit more. And uh, But before you go, Amos, I'm going to try to uh, play this song. I have a, the, the, the song that you said, uh, Monroe Like. I'm going to end the show with that song. Uh, it was a, it was a, a song that uh, actually Patti LaBelle sung, and we'll just uh, let her go out with that uh, but before we do, again, I'm going to ask you this question to see if you can think of anything else. Uh, what do you think Monroe would say? I must ask, ask this is a different question. What do you think Monroe would say to his uh, granddaughters and grand, um, children, I should say? What the message he would give to the grandchildren? Right now, I know you don't. I know you're not him. We understand that, and I. But they probably have a, a message in their own head um, that they, you know, because again, he had quite a few grandkids, and they. And I remember the funeral. I remember them really being sad. What do you think he would say to them, if anything? If you pass, well, you know, you don't the know. number one thing I think is uh, so advice he would give his his grandchildren. So you know, be obedient first of all to their parents. You know, just listen to them in general. Just be obedient to your parents because we always uh, kind of revel in the thought that, uh, uh, you know, a disobedient child, you know, won't live all his days. And uh, it's just a blessing, you know, to honor your parents, honor your father and your mother's days may be long. It's a lot of things that come, good blessings that come along with honoring your father and your mother. And I think it all starts with that. And I think that's what he would stress, you know, because they were here, they have the wisdom and everything. Although we don't uh, like what they tell us a whole lot of time, but more time than not, it, it goes for a good purpose. So I think he really distressed the fact to just, you know, 
uh, honor your father and your mother. And whatever you consider honor is, and, you know, we all basically think the same thing because we're not crazy. You know, we know what honoring your mother is. You know, talking back to a person out, disrespecting, that's not honor. So we know what honor is, and that's what I feel like he would tell them. It's honor your father and your mother, you know. And, uh, and your days will be long. And now, are we going to talk a lot? I just thought of yeah. something. I just thought of something before you hang up. I we didn't talk a whole lot about his childhood, and we can't get into it like I really would like to right now. But my no childhood. Yeah, I mean, how? How? Just in a, in a, and can we at the end of the show? And I should have asked this early, but I just can't hang up without asking it. Since I just thought, of, how was he when y'all was coming up? I mean, was was he a knucklehead early on? You know, I know everybody ain't perfect. <laughs> no, uh, no, believe it or not, my no was he, he was really. A smart individual. You know, we used to have, uh, we used to, I remember we used to have the Easter pageants, and he would set speeches. He always, see, Mono, everywhere Mono was gone, uh, used to go, everybody thought he was a preacher. And I guess he had that kind of anointing to follow him. So he was always an old lady. He was a narrator. He was a singer. And wherever he went, people could just look for Mono to do something, you know, uh, in that order, you know. He had had people come up and try to give him early on collection because they thought he was a preacher. And as a kid, uh, where we come from the church, and I think he was a junior preacher or something like that, and that just kind of like grew on us. And he always was, not not he's just outgoing now, he'd been that way, you know, all along. And that's what we were, kinda, you know, what you can identify with Mono, especially, you know, when he was younger. He just always were, you know, uh, a talker And he used, he used to say speeches And people used to laugh at him And you know how little kids be cute And they be saying speeches and things And we came up in the church We'd always had a Easter program And they would always look forward to him in dialogue But we used to call it dialogue Then it's no more than a play But he always was kind of like an actor He always played the part of Everybody looked forward to what he was going to do Because you know he, he played various parts And he could play it good Shakespeare that's how I guess he, his middle name is, is his name. That's part of his name, Shakespeare. You know. Oh, his middle so name is Shakespeare? Huh? His Monroe Jonathan Shakespeare Howard. He got Monroe Jonathan. I mean, you know, I know you'll know all that. <laughs> but anyway, we just kind of tease <laughs> And uh, But he would always, uh, you know, be kind of fasted with it, you know, and uh, he said speeches and people would applaud him. And, and he knew it. You know, he, he was good at things like that. That's how he wound up taking public speaking, you know. And I thought I was good at quiz. I thought I knew stuff, so I wound up taking the quiz thing, and I did good in it. So we were just, he was a public speaker. He was outgoing. He was an old lady. He was a narrator. He said speeches. He sang songs. And I worked pubs. I worked situations out, and I was good in agriculture. When I went to work at Young Dynamics, I could have got a job at the United States Department of Agriculture. But during that time, the F-111 program was new. And I thought that was exciting to me, so I actually got in the wrong field. And I got a recommendation from my advisor at home, who is the uh, advisor of the agriculture advisor now. And uh, but I took I took the uh, aircraft building because I thought it was more exciting. So I might have missed that on something, but it's all right. But that's how we were. He was on one side, and I was on the other. You know. Well, listen, you said a lot, you know, uh, and, uh, again, I appreciate it, and I'm sure. Well, I, I really wish uh, Tina could have been here because I don't know what she was going to ask me. 
And I jotted down some things I thought she probably would have asked me, and it would have been you more. Mean, you, meant, you meant to say Linda. You said I wish Tina Yeah, I'm here. sorry, Linda, Linda, Linda. And, uh, well, look, I was trying sure to hear to answer some questions. Uh-huh. It's okay. It's okay. You you know, we got uh, you covered a lot. You covered a whole lot of accomplishments. And I, if I was uh, – if I was Monroe, I would be like, hey, you did pretty good, man. You covered a lot of bases. So I appreciate that. You know, uh, to some people that didn't know Monroe, wasn't that close, maybe might not have the same value. But for those that did know him, I'm sure they are really glad at what you had to say about their uh, about Monroe. I know, I know for a fact they're very grateful. So what I want to do, Amos, again, I just want to thank you. You didn't have to take this last-minute, um, um, you know, interview, but you did. I shouldn't say last-minute because yeah. actually we planned this two Well, weeks baby, ago. that's the least I can do, you know. I just happen to be the one, one that was here, and I know a few things that other people don't quite know, and I just want to straighten it out. Like I say, it's not to cause any kind of controversy or change nothing or, uh, you know, correct anything whatsoever, just – it's some of the few things we get away from us in life, you know. And a lot of things I didn't know, a lot of things I have learned myself, you know. So, and I know how important it could be to somebody. It might not mean something to one person, but it could mean everything to someone else. Right. Well, let's do this, Amos. I want to wrap it up because I want to stay true to letting people Yeah, but I got some, uh, I got a ride for we'll be back in any minute now. And I, that's why I want to yeah. mention it. Well, be in well. Three minutes, as a matter of fact.
Good night, every single one of y'all, uh, and uh, enjoy the rest of the, uh, well, <laughs> enjoy night. This, this, this is the end. I, I would assume y'all going to bed after this. But check this out, Patty LaBelle. Because if you know the history of the whole concept of whiteness, if you know the history. Oh, 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 no, that that was, uh, <laughs> that's funny. That was actually Tim Wise talking about white supremacy. That's a regular show I do, do another time of the week. No, I didn't mean to play that. Here we go. This is Patty LaBelle. Sorry. When I think of Miss Osceola McCarthy and the wonderful things she's done in her lifetime, the words of this song come to mind. Yes, they do. Thank you. Ms.
I was just at Walgreens because I needed to find the right relief for my allergies. You know the symptoms. An itchy nose, watery eyes, sneezing. Luckily, Walgreens has trusted brands like Claritin, so I can find powerful 24-hour non-drowsy relief from both my indoor and outdoor allergies. So, no matter what the season brings, Walgreens is around the corner with the right relief fast. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Find great value on Claritin allergy relief products at Walgreens. Use as directed. I was just at Walgreens because I needed to find the right relief for my allergies. You know the symptoms. An itchy nose, watery eyes, sneezing. Luckily, Walgreens has trusted brands like Claritin, so I can find powerful 24-hour non-drowsy relief from both my indoor and outdoor allergies. So, no matter what the season brings, Walgreens is around the corner with the right relief fast. Walgreens. Trusted since 1901. Find great value on Claritin allergy relief products at Walgreens. Use as directed. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.